Hello, and welcome back to Stern Chats, a podcast that explores the untold stories of the NYU Stern community. My name is Alex Skanga, and today we are airing the second part of our dual degree episode series. Joining me today are Megan Solano, an MBA MFA dual degree at Stern and Tisch for Filmmaking, and Jordan Van Altheis, an MBA MPA dual degree at Stern and Wagner. They talked to us about why they decided to pursue a dual degree, how their day-to-day experience differs from Stern, and how future students can pursue the same paths. I'm so excited for our listeners to learn from these amazing students. Megan, Jordan, welcome to Stern Chats. Thanks so much for joining us today. I'll just ask the two of you to quickly introduce yourselves. Yeah, so my name is Megan Solano. I'm an MBA MFA for filmmaking, so a dual degree supposed to be specifically for producing. Um, I was an editor before this in L.A. for about five years after college. I went to William & Mary, grew up in Virginia, um, and then I'm hoping to pursue either independent film, uh, feature film producing, or go into the entertainment business in some capacity. And I'm Jordan Van I'm originally from central New York. I studied international affairs in undergrad and did some work in the law sector as well as the social impact sector. Um, came to Stern to get my master's in business, but also my master's in public administration and hope to do work at the intersection of business and human rights. Amazing. So the way we'll structure today is I first wanted to get an understanding from both of you of what drove you to pursue your dual degrees and kind of the thought process in terms of career and, and whatnot. And then uh, we'll dive into kind of the day in the life of, of a dual degree student in both of your programs, talking about social, academic, recruiting, all the, all the fun stuff we do at CERN. And then finally, for people who want to potentially do in the future, what the application process looks like, what the financial aid process, all that, all that fun stuff as well. So Megan, to start with, what kind of drove you from a career perspective to pursue a, a dual degree? Like I said, I went into editing right after school. That was my passion and what I thought I wanted to do forever. Um, But I learned a couple things. Editing, (laughs) that were very important. First of all, I like being around people. Um, And editing, you're very much in a closed room for months at a time. Um, I also wanted to be more involved in the whole process of filmmaking. So editors come in right at the end, kind of. And um, I wanted to see the project through from start to finish, which is producing. And I also was noticing like I wanted to be a little bit more actively involved in choosing which products I was put on and what films I was helping um, get shown. So uh, producing, you also have a lot of um, power over what's seen, and I wanted to kind of make sure that the stories that need to be told are told and are um, distributed and seen by audiences. So that's why I wanted to switch from editing to producing. Uh, This program seemed like a great mix of getting the business skills I never got in film school and the quantitative skills that I was definitely lacking (laughs) and also getting to still, um, you know, get a higher degree of knowledge about the art of filmmaking and actually get hands-on experience um, with technical filmmaking skills um, that the MFA really provides and Tish is amazing for. Oh, yeah. Very, very famous for that. So from your perspective, to make that jump to producer, was was it the MBA that, that you needed more, the MFA that you needed more? Was it both? Like, what kind of came first in your mind? I think I was drawn to the MBA first uh, because I felt that was where I... I was most lacking in skill. I hadn't taken any business classes. And to, to sort of have a hand in producing, you need knowledge of numbers and, you know, funding and licensing and all, all this stuff that I'd never been around before. Uh, the MFA program specifically at Tisch for graduate students is for directors and writers. So I knew that that would supplement my knowledge, of course, definitely. And it, it's an amazing program. But I, 
I felt the MBA was really what I needed to become a producer because that was what I didn't have. So I applied to a couple other business schools, um, just straight business schools, and I'm I'm so glad that I ended up getting into this dual program. It's really the only one in the country that's like this. Um, and so there's five of us in the program, and it's specifically for producing because producers really have to meld the two the two worlds of like the art world and the business world and so yeah it's just like a perfect fit so but it really was the the MBA that that first intrigued me at Stern. The idea of such a small cohort is really interesting and we'll dive into that really quickly. What type of content were you editing prior to Stern? So I started in the documentary space. I did a feature documentary um, and then I did some short documentary form um, videos I was hired by a bunch of different companies and started just like meeting people and editing whatever they'd give me. So I moved into promos and commercials. But mostly, I I mostly was in the doc space, which is another reason I wanted to come back to school. It's very hard to transition from documentary style into um, like feature film uh, without connections, which I didn't have, which again, I was hoping Tish would give me. So that's, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And Jordan, talk about your kind of thought process with the MBA, MPA. So I definitely relate to Megan. Um, I definitely was seeking out an MBA program first um, before the master's in public administration program, just because that was a skill set that I was lacking, Um, just coming more from a, you know, NGO public policy law background. And I just really wanted to do work at the intersection of the private sector and the public sector. And for me, that was getting to understand how business professionals make decisions based on spreadsheets and financial statements and all of those things I didn't have familiarity with. So I also knew that it would probably be a little bit more of a stretch for me to get into business school. So I kind of prioritized applying to business schools um, and then only applied to schools that had a dual um, program option. There's, you know, a lot of great schools that have dual degree programs with master's in public administration. I will say that I'm so glad that I got into, you know, NYU's program because they have the MPA programs not just focused on international development. You can do social impact investing, you can do public policy, you can do housing, you can do all sorts of things um, and that makes the program really unique. So that's specifically what drew me to NYU. Yeah, no, I, within the those different categories, were there multiple that spoke to you? And, and you co- clearly came in with a focused vision, but is it, it is kind of exciting to have some optionality. So have you been pursuing multiple paths? How does a little bit how that works? Yeah, so I guess I'll say that like I spent my first year, I'm in my second year now. So I spent my first year at Stern um, and was pretty much four out of my five classes were with MBA ones, getting fully integrated and, you know, getting to that network that you pay so much for. You know, now I'm trying to get more integrated in the master's in public administration program. I will say, though, I think they complement each other really well. So, you know, at Stern, I'm studying business and human rights um, and I'm trying to understand how the private sector is having a social impact. Um, But a lot of those issues are really systemic. And so what the master's in public administration allows me to do is to really look at the economics of international development or specific countries and what's going on there and to really understand the systemic issues and how businesses are actually contributing to those. Um, And that's really important to me in my work. That's amazing. My dad actually graduated from Wagner and he ended up, I I don't know what the structure was back then, but he ended up pursuing a career in healthcare. But uh, yeah. Really love Wagner as well. So now I want to jump into what a day in the life of the students looks like and breaking out by academics, social, and recruiting because we all know there are many different elements to each. So, uh, Jordan, this time we'll start with you. From an academic standpoint, whether that's the classes, the workload, the classmates, like what, what are the differences you've noticed from your first year at Stern to now uh, the Wagner program? 
Yeah, I guess to start with the classwork and the course load, I would say that definitely my Wagner classes, my MPA classes are much more reading and writing heavy. And definitely have much more homework for those than I do per se for my Stern classes. And no shade to Stern, but just kind of the nature of the work. In terms of classmates and culture, they could not be more different. Um, I like both for different reasons, but I'll just highlight a few maybe pros and cons of each. So when you're at Wagner, I would say there's probably a little bit of a younger student population, definitely more of a diverse student population too, in terms of race and economic background and all those things. So I really enjoy being in that environment because it's really important to me to just be like a minority in a learning environment. And then at Stern, you know, you have just people who are just so motivated, so skilled, and just really on top of everything. I would say more maybe traditionally competitive and, you know, more mid-year, mid-professionals. So it's just like very different cultures. I enjoy both, and I think that they both, you know, contribute to my my degree and, you know, where I want to go in the future. You know, at Stern, and I think it's Stern for the 20... 23 graduating class, the average amount of years work was like 5.7 years mm-hmm. before uh, before joining business school. And I think that's kind of something that in general with business school has kind of promoted the idea of get some experience and then come into business school. So it sounds like with uh, the MPA, that's not near, not maybe as important. Yeah, I guess too, I should stipulate that the MPA has, you know, like the MBA has an executive MPA program, there's the part-time program, and then there's specialized MPA programs. The difference in the classroom settings is that at Wagner, the students are much more intermingled. So I'm taking classes with all those students. So sometimes I am taking a student with someone who's, you know, much older than I am because they're an executive MPA student. Um, And so I find that the classes are a little bit more mixed um, in terms of program variation compared to Stern and being a full-time student. That being said, I really do enjoy having the full-time cohort at Stern. And I feel like, you know, I know my classmates really well. So there's, yeah, pros and cons. Megan, you were mentioning that you've been on sets lately. So just in terms of the academics in the classes, how is the MFA differing from Stern? It's like a night and day situation for me. Uh, So I'm in my second year. um, So the second year is fully at Tisch, uh, except for if you want to recruit for an MBA internship, which I'm doing as well. (laughs) But so uh, for academically... Um, at Tisch. So we have classes for seven weeks in the fall. It's really intense classes. It's like a full-time, I think it's like 35 or more hours a week of class. And they're very creative classes. So a lot of them, we're like making short films, we're writing. It's really discussion-based. They're actually, I find them very interesting, really fun. So I took like directing, producing, writing, um, aesthetics, acting, like all the things. They make you take everything, which is awesome. And then you move on to sets. So we have to make six films during our production period. And there's not really any breaks unless you build them in. But we go from end of October through mid-January making films. And so you have to make six within that nine-week production period. You do six films, which are each a week. So you can build in three weeks off sometime in that. I used my week for Thanksgiving want to take one at Christmas um, but it's really uh, you, you're kind of left to your own devices so the faculty steps back and you just have to make a movie and make six movies so and it's is this very, all student driven yeah so our class is 35 and then a dual degree so I think like 40 a total around 40 we're expected to crew on each other so we each write and direct our own and then um, we have to be on five others so I've been various things mostly producer, of course, um, sets the track, but you can be kind of anything. You can work camera, you can do sound, um, whatever. Whatever is your specialty, uh, mine is not 
the technical stuff, but um, it's more so the the producing as assistant director was really fun. I just it was assistant director for my dual degree classmate last week in Boston, and so yeah, so you're gone. You know, every week you're in a different city on a different set making a movie, and the days are about 12 hours of shooting, and then of course there's prep and wrap time, and so it's it's really busy. So you're lucky to sleep, <laughs> um, you know, over six hours is amazing. Um, it's very yeah, it's it's really different. So I'm just gone this semester basically. I'm, I'm back for a few days, and then I don't know where I'm going next week, actually. But, um, yeah, so it's it's really different. And then the same, I think, like, culturally we touched on as well. Uh, like I said, so there's there's about 40 of us total at Tisch in my cohort. And uh, obviously at Stern, it's like 360 or something. So it's really different. So there's a very different vibe. Everyone knows each other very well. Of course, it was weird coming in this year not, not knowing them, and they know each other so well because um, – I really dove into Stern last year socially um, and so found my friends there and then transitioning into this very, very tiny class um, that are all very close was like definitely an adjustment period. Well, yeah, that's a perfect transition. So could you talk a little bit about social life? I mean, for my observations on Stern is social life is obviously what you make of it with friends, but then it's also very club driven, right? There's a lot of uh, happy hours, a lot of uh, events with speakers and stuff. How does that compare to the social life at Tisch? Yeah, so we don't really have like social um, events and stuff at Tisch. We have like some screenings that you can go to with classmates, but but to be honest, we don't have time um, that that overlaps with the other time that other people have. So, like, I, you know, I'm back for a few days, but other people are on sets this week. So we don't have events this whole period, uh, the production period. So our social time with each other is on set. So you're working really closely. You're staying at um, Airbnbs together for a week or at, you know, last week I was at my friend's family's house. So you're working very closely in that capacity, but, like, also very stressed out. So, you know, it's a, it's a really odd environment to get close to people but it's not so much like we don't do happy hours per se but like after set maybe you know if someone wants to have a glass of wine together great or something like that but it's it's really different because you're just everyone is in different cities everyone is on different projects and you're lucky to overlap with people it sounds like if i could make a simplifying summation your homework is work and your work is your social life to some extent, but hopefully in a fun way yeah. and not <laughs> an intimidating way. Jordan, how does social life in the MPA program, obviously you were talking about the diversity of students and it sounds like even just like in terms of places and career and age-wise, there's a lot of diversity there as well. What does that, how does that translate to the social life? Yeah, so I will say that, you know, within the MPA, there's six specializations. Um, and so within my specialization, there's about 40 students. So those are the 40 students that I've gotten to know the most because they're in my classes. Um, and, you know, it's been good. It's been pretty easy to get to know them and, to, you know, go to drinks after class and things like that. I will say, though, that, you know, the business school doesn't always talk to the public administration school in terms of scheduling. So having, especially this year where I'm doing half my classes at Stern and then half my classes at Wagner, I just have so many scheduling conflicts that it's just been really difficult to kind of socially touch base, whether it's with my Stern friends or my Wagner friends. So it's definitely doable. And I think that, you know, it's definitely less structured socially than Stern is. Wagner's much more just, you know, talk to people and see if they're willing to go out um, and to get to know you more. But honestly, everyone in my Wagner classes have just been really open and really willing to go do that. And it's kind of common that, you know, after the midterm or after finals, like the whole class will go out and just spend time together. Um, so I've really enjoyed that. What's the club situation look like at Wagner? 
Very different. So not as club-driven as Stern is. Um, There are some student clubs, and I would say, you know, maybe there's six to ten students that are driving those clubs at Wagner. But you're not, like, a member of the club, per se, and get as many newsletters, recruiting opportunities, etc. It's just a different framework of professional development and socialization. That being said, though, you can join any of the clubs at Wagner. Um, There's so many ones. There's policy clubs. um, There's specific policy area clubs. So if you want to work on LGBTQ rights, if you want to work on you know, racism issues, like you can join a club and you can get on the ground and be a part of those initiatives in New York and in other places too around the world. And is that something that students, like Stern students, could get involved with? Is there, like, are there access points for maybe people who aren't necessarily in the program but are interested in participating? Definitely, yeah. So Stern students, first of all, they have access to Wagner classes. Um, so I think that's the first way that you can get plugged in is to get to know the students is through taking classes. In terms of club membership, I'm not sure if you're allowed to be a member of a club at Wagner if you're not a Wagner student. But I will say that, especially the sustainability um, Sternies, they work, not pretty closely, but they work well with the Wagner students in terms of kind of doing co-sponsored events. I know that, you know, CISA is doing a toy drive with the Social Impact Alliance um, at Wagner. And so there's definitely opportunities for collaboration, um, especially when you're within like the sustainability and human rights um, business, you know, stuff going on at Stern. Amazing. Megan, you were talking about earlier about recruiting and kind of having to juggle that. So what does that journey look like for someone in the doing the Tisch program, and what has your journey, as much as you want to divulge, mm-hmm. uh, been like specifically? It's so different. So at Tisch, there is no recruiting process. You kind of, much like what I said about going into production, you're kind of like left to your own devices as far as what you want to do. So a lot of the students in the MFA program are doing writing directing, so they're hoping to sell some scripts after graduating. But uh, you get the option to do a thesis year, so you can stay and do a full feature um, students stay up to six, I think at six years they kick you out, oh. um, but you can stay, you can stay for five, even though technically the degree is three, uh, if you want to make a feature film, and the hope is that your feature film gets shown enough that you get some attention as a director or as a writer, and you uh, are able to transition right into independent filmmaking. That's the the goal and the dream for most people there. As far as at Stern, obviously, uh, it's very different and structured, but it's been a little bit of a a hard balance. I did my MBA year last year, so I'm technically an MBA too, but I'm recruiting um, for any MBA internships this year with the MBA ones. I'll be graduating with them as well. So um, I think Jordan and I will both be, (laughs) yay, (laughs) at least we'll we'll know someone. Um, So yeah, it's been it's been weird kind of having to have, you know, one foot in each school as far as I'm I'm recruiting for consulting. I'll also apply to entertainment stuff. I'm kind of trying to cast a wide net as best practice for me and then uh, see what I end up wanting to do. But um, I'm hoping to get an MBA, uh, a consulting internship for the summer. Tish doesn't do internships, so definitely next summer I'll need some I'll need something, and hopefully that'll be consulting, and then we'll see. But, I mean, the dream, the idealistic dream is to make some films this year and next that garner some attention at festivals, and then, you know, hopefully get my name out there enough that I could go right into feature film production or something. But it's really like, you know, you can kind of do what <laughs> do what fits you. So I think half the dual degrees normally will go the business route and half will go the independent filmmaking route. Um, depends, of course, a lot on your own resources, uh, what's going to fit you. 
uh, for me, I, I'll need something a little more stable, and so that's why I'm doing the MBA recruiting. But there's no structure at, at Tisch for getting getting a job after school, so it's really, you know, luck of the draw. And obviously there's been some amazingly successful Tisch students um, and dual-degree students recently. Uh, but, yeah, it's really just, for me, I'm, I'm just trying to get as many options as I can and then see what works best. One of the amazing things about Stern is the structure it provides us students as we're going through the recruiting process, Mm -hmm. whether that's for internships or jobs. As you've kind of stepped out of that environment and you're in different cities and on sets, how do you keep that structure for yourself? Oh, my gosh, it's really hard. So I've been trying to keep up with casing and coffee chats and stuff while on set. Um, like I said, it's 12-hour shoot days at least, <laughs> So, and that's not including you know the prep time and stuff. So I've taken coffee chats. I did a case a couple weeks ago in a props closet. I, like, shut myself in there, locked the door, and told people, like, not to bother me. I was surrounded by, like, all this furniture and stuff. You know, tried to make it look, my background look normal. I'd slept, like, four hours, and so obviously it didn't go very well. <laughs> um, but it's, it's stuff like that. I'm just trying to make time where I can. I'm missing a lot of events, of course, because I'm out of town, so... A lot of the recruiting events I haven't been able to attend, which I'm sure is not helping my journey th- with the recruiting. But, you know, you make the most of make most of it. <laughs> you can do what you can. So um, when I'm here, I prioritize recruiting stuff. And then when I'm on set, I try and, try and focus because obviously that's really important to me as well. So, yeah, it's really just about finding a balance. So I'm, I do like a week, a week of film and then a week of intense, you know, casing prep and interview prep and, and networking and stuff. So, yeah, at this point, I'm kind of just... I'm doing the waiting game. Those interviews are coming out, um, so hopefully I'll know soon. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really it's really just about the balance and finding out what works. But I've I've had to say no to a bunch of events or, and like missed out on networking for sure because I'm gone. So yeah, you do what you can. <laughs> Jordan, are you pursuing an internship in the same way that Stern students would? I mean, it's a three year program, so like, you have two potential internship years. So how has that looked for you, and kind of what's the approach? Yeah, so I will say there's probably more crossover and opportunities in terms of internship opportunities between, you know, the MPA and the MBA probably than there is between film and business. So I honestly kind of leverage both schools and they're both, you know, they both have career development newsletters and kind of keep track of the opportunities. I will say Megan's note on stability really struck a note with me, though. Um, And so for me, the MBA internships obviously are much more compensated um, than the MPA internships. And so I naturally kind of find myself looking more towards those roles, just giving, you know, living in New York City and what a lovely, expensive journey that is. And so I think, too, something I try to do is I really do kind of view myself as kind of a conduit between the two schools. Um, There's three of us, MBA 2s in the MBA MPA program, and then there's two MBA 1s who are doing both degrees. And I really do think that there are opportunities that both students um, should be aware of and be applying to. So, you know, I keep track of it for myself, but I also try to, you know, ping my classmates and stuff because I think that there's a lot of talent and, you know, we can work better together. In terms of how I'm personally doing it, uh, this last summer, my, you know, MBA one summer, I did um, a human rights consulting internship. And then this next summer, I'm trying to be in-house at a company doing human rights. So kind of trying to discover the difference between, you know, being a consultant in the human rights space and business or being in-house in which you really kind of more have to get, you know, people internally on your team to respect human rights, whether that's the procurement team or the AI team or, you know, whatever team you're trying to lobby to get um, better, you know, ESG stuff in line. At the beginning, you did an amazing job. Uh, you were, I don't think you were trying to do this, but you did an amazing job with your pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious how companies uh, have been receptive of kind of 
an MBA, MPA student. Like, obviously, that's a good thing. But, like, what, what's the response when you kind of talk about what you're trying to gain out of these programs? Yeah, I guess I should start first with usually it's positive. The one negative thing is that I did find last year when I was applying to MBA internships in particular, even if they were sustainability or human rights internships, some companies wouldn't even look at me because I wasn't graduating the following May um, in line with, okay, you do your internship, you get your full-time offer, you come back. So there were some things that I just wasn't even eligible for that they weren't very upfront about. So, But I would say that usually they respond pretty positively. I think it is something that makes me different from my other MBA classmates who are in the social impact or sustainability space. I think that, you know, having another year of school under my belt and another 10 classes of expertise is something that I can talk to them about and really, you know, show them that I do have a deeper understanding of some of these issues, especially if we're looking at international development and supply chains. But overall, I still think that, you know, business professionals, and especially when I'm in that business space, they don't completely understand, you know, the value of it. And so I do really have to be articulate about explaining that and pitching myself, even though on paper and on the resume, they might be excited about it. Understanding the value of the degree is something that's really important for me to convey. You both did an amazing job laying out days in the life of these two programs. They're vastly different than Stern and vastly different than each other, which is so exciting to learn about. For students who want to do this in the future, could you talk about the application process, how it was different than the application process for just MBA students, and how, if any way, financial aid differed, or also just any advice, things you wish you knew ahead of time? I threw like three questions at you. Take them as you will. Can always circle back. Megan, do you want to start? Yeah, one thing that I, I found out um, that was disappointing was so you don't qualify for a lot of the financial aid for either of the schools. Uh, so, you know, for Stern, I don't qualify for a lot of the scholarships and stuff um, because I'm I'm like a split student. Uh, the same at Tisch, we don't qualify for a lot of their scholarships because I'm a business student. And so there are a lot of things that I just wish I would have known that I'm coming in as far as planning and stuff that uh, that it's not something that's going to change exactly yet, at least. Um, and so just prepping a little bit better for that and being aware of you kind of get what they 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 give. They give every dual degree the exact same, and it's l- less than... What's what's the word I'm looking for? What's an ideal? Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> I'm trying to think. What's the PC? What is this? But just knowing that because you're in these two schools, neither school is exactly sure what to do with you for financially and uh, and even for some of the events and classes and recruiting. So um, just being better prepared. I think doing my research before talking to the financial aid office, getting some more of information, I think would have been really helpful as well. The application process is. It's pretty intense, um, I will say. So you have to get into both schools independently of each other. And uh, if you don't get into one, you're not eligible for the for the other one, in le- even if you got in, unless you like go through an appeal process. So, for example, if I'd gotten into Tisch and not Stern, um, they wouldn't have taken me at Tisch unless I like really appealed because they have like a specific number set aside for duels. They take between like three and six a year, depending on credentials. Um, we have five, which is amazing. I think the year below me has five or yeah as well but it's very involved the Tisch application is of course extremely different than the Stern one so at Stern it was you know the resume and I I don't know what um some essays at Tisch you have to make a short film you have to write a script you have to write a dramatic narrative and do a bunch of other stuff that's I think there's like six components of it so that was very intimidating I I definitely (laughs) uh, needed, you know, a few weeks really to, like, prep all the materials. um, And then you have to interview separately as well. And I thought the pick six was hard. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, no, the pick sex was lovely, believe me. Um, but no, so Tish takes the application process really seriously, of course. It's, you know, known for being a great program, so they're, they're very competitive. And then Stern was, I, I think, challenging for me in a different way, of course, because I don't have that background. So uh, I think, like Jordan mentioned earlier, like really demonstrating your value or being able to explain your value to um, a school that maybe isn't familiar with, you know, it doesn't know what to do with um, a film editor is uh, is challenging. So really trying to word things in a way that they can <laughs> understand, you know, how it relates to business or what your skills taught you or what you could bring to the table is, is challenging. And then, you know, as far as like being prepared to move into the academic world, we have an extra heavy class load. So you have to take at least 18 credits a semester to graduate. So last semester at Stern, I took nine classes. So just preparing yourself for the workload is definitely something like I, I wasn't quite aware how how much that would be. But I think for the application process, it's really just like it very like the two very, very different worlds. But why don't we jump to the application process for Wagner and then we can Perfect. do kind of like final advice. Yeah. Wow, it was a while ago now. <laughs> um, so same, similar to Megan, you have to be admitted to both programs independently. Um, I will say the difference, though, is that you can get into one program and still go. Um, so for me, I actually got into Wagner first. Um, and that was really helpful to just know, OK, I'm moving to New York. No matter what, I'm doing this program. Let's hope I get into Stern. And it worked out. The applications were, you know, they want to know very different things about you. The one wants to know, you know, your MPA wants to know how you're going to make an impact on the world. You know, why do you want to make an impact on the world? What are you passionate about? Um, versus, you know, the Stern application is very much about why do you want an MBA? Why do you want an MBA now? And why do you want an MBA at Stern? Um, and so it was really two very different applications that both required a lot of different types of work. For Wagner, I actually had to submit um, a video in response to like an essay question uh, versus Stern, which was a little bit more of a straightforward application is what I would say. And then just in terms of timelines, it's definitely, I think I would recommend applying to Stern in the earlier rounds just so that you know, you know, I think it's a little bit harder probably to get into Stern than it is to get into Wagner. And so that's what I did is I applied to Stern first and then the Wagner deadline was a little bit later. So it gave me some more time. But yeah, you're interviewing separately, you're preparing separately. And I think, too, you just have to be on your game in terms of knowing the language and how to make the connections because two different disciplines don't always know how they connect. So in close, just want to hear kind of your final bits of advice, pieces of information you wish you knew ahead of time uh, to potentially guide future students along the journey. Megan, if you want to start. Yeah, I think just really creating um, balance is the best advice I can give. You know, I haven't, it's not that I've figured it out yet, but I think, um, you know, last year I really prioritized Stern events um, because that's where I was. And I think, you know, it might have been helpful as well to, to go to a little bit more Tisch stuff, get to know those students just because I'm working so closely with them now and it's such a small class. So I think, you know, going back, I probably would have tried to get to know them a little earlier. But that being said, you know, I loved going to the Stern stuff. I found great friends there and stuff as well. So I think it's just really you need to be prepared to find balance and to say no to things and to feel okay prioritizing stuff that's not always the most pleasant to prioritize. Um, like, I, you know, I don't want to case prep when I'm only here for a week and I want to see my friends, but um, you just you got to do what you got to do. I think besides that, you know, what they always tell us at Tish is sleep when you can because um, you won't be sleeping for a lot of the time at Tish. Stern does a better job, I think, with the work-life balance, as they say. But Tish is definitely hard. I think coming in with as many ideas as you can, especially for that program, 
um, for films is always helpful. As far as at Stern, you know, the recruiting process, I think, has been the most challenging thing. So I think just kind of prepping before, maybe starting to network a little earlier or something like that, just because. Uh, so in our first summer, we're not allowed to intern. We have to take classes at Tisch. I think, you know, maybe trying to see if I could do like a spring internship or something just to get some some names on my resume for to go into the uh, MBA recruiting could have been helpful. But, you know, it's always hindsight 2020 and and it's it's very tiring to prioritize every part of each school at once. So um, I think it's just really figuring out like what you want to get from the experience, um, which I'm doing every every week I think I change my mind a little bit but basically uh, knowing exactly what you're looking for coming into it would be really helpful just so that you are know exactly what to prioritize you know I was talking about the social academic recruiting triangle and you know as just as a full-time MBA that feels exhausting to juggle and now hearing your stories it's you're not only juggling that but you're juggling two schools so Props to both of you for you. <laughs> working hard to make it through. It's uh, really incredible stuff. Jordan, kind of closing thoughts, words of wisdom, any other uh, pieces of information you'd want to impart to people considering Wagner and Stern? Yeah, I guess um, if there's any MBA1 Sternies right now, um, I hear a lot of times that Sternies are like, oh, I wish I knew about this program. I'd love to do it and actually get the second master's. And we actually had um, a student join us last year that my um, that, uh, my very good friend and other dual degree candidate, Leah, we recruited. Um, and so you can actually apply to the MBA program during your first semester at Stern and get um, admitted and do the dual degree program. So if there's anyone interested, I think that deadline's in January. So you can still do that. And then in terms of any prospective students, I would say that definitely apply to both programs at once. You know, the website landing pages say that you have to apply to both. If you don't get into both, it's not an option. It's not true. <laughs> um, if you get into one, you can start one and then try to apply again and get into the other. The downside of that is that you do end up with a little bit more redundancy in the curriculum versus if you start both programs at once, you can maximize the curriculum and, you know, kind of have your core curriculum for Stern really almost count for almost all the core curriculum requirements at Wagner. So that would definitely be my advice, too, is if you want to do both programs, try to get in at the beginning. Um, but if you didn't, that's okay. You can still make it happen in January. And then I would just really second everything that Megan said about balance and prioritization. It's really difficult, and it is a weekly. I definitely agree. It's almost like a weekly shift of what am I focusing on this year, this week. Um, I think coming in, something that really helped me was um, a Wagner professor is assigned to every admitted student, and they reach out to you in the spring before you start. And so that individual, um, Professor John Gershman, sat down with me you know, in the spring before I started school and asked me, you know, what do you want from these programs? If you do get into Stern, make a list of skills, make a list of expertise areas, and I will sit down with you and we'll map the classes. You do have to fill requirements, but really what you want to do is you want to map the classes against what you want to leave with. So that would be my advice as well. Thank you both of you for joining us today and providing amazing insights and really painting a picture uh, for a day in the life both for both programs. And best of luck moving forward. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Alex. Excellent.